Hey, how are you? Hi. Hey. Oh I'm good. I'm, I'm so freaking excited to have you get on tonight. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, are you so excited to be a guest on our show? Our little show? Um, the open mic, I'm so sorry. The open mic is going to be in one hour, 10 o'clock. So if you're able to come back in and uh, stick around, of course, because we're going to be talking to this amazing uh, poet, musician, artist, amazing stuff. So um, I'm not sure where Andy is, but we don't need Andy to get started. So let's just start with it. Like, how did you, like, did you start with poetry? Did you start with art? What did you start with? Um, I don't know where to start with that question. Like, when I was, like, so when I was four days old, my mom took me to the library. Mm -hmm. Like, she was reading to me from day one. So I was, uh, I was, like, three years old where I started to teach myself to read. Mm -hmm. And then I think they gave, my parents gave me an xylophone. So I was, like, three or four. I went away for an hour and I came back knowing all the nurses, playing all the nurses on the And then, so it was, like... Like, it probably started when I was four, writing songs and poetry and art. I think it all just started at the same time. But they weren't, like, I, I didn't seriously until, like, my early 20s, which was probably, like, 2013 or 16 or something. So 2014, 2016, that's kind of when the whole electric armchair thing bursted? Or have you, when, when were you electric armchair? When... When did Electric Arm Fair show up? Uh, September 6, 2016, I decided to be Electric Armchair. It was because, like, I wrote, like, about 10 poems a year, and I wanted to write more, and I wanted to improve better. So I heard that people were doing their daily challenges, like, they'll write a poem a day. And I tried for three times that year, and I just couldn't get the hang right. of it. But in September, I got the hang of it, mostly because I lied through my teeth. Like I used old poems and I would mm -hmm. say that they're new poems until I was actually able to write something a day. And I think I've been keeping it up since then. But like I've kind of strayed away from poetry because I, it took a lot of my time and I wanted to make bigger projects. So I'll, I'll use that poetry to funnel into like music or books or something instead now. So um, for people who might not be familiar with you, um, this incredible guest of ours, she's not from the United States, she's actually from Canada, and she's not just a poet, as you just said, she does bigger projects. Now, I know we're going to get into the whole music thing, but you just recently debuted some um, animated stuff, or, or there was an animated film festival recently with you? Uh it wasn't an animated film festival. Oh, Mine I... was the only animated piece, oh, which I oh, thought that's was right. I submitted my film to my city because they were doing a National Canadian Film Day thing, and they were going to pick 10 films out of all the submissions. Um, yesterday, we found there were like 42 submissions, and there were 11 that were selected. Oh, wow. So that's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, that must have felt really good. I know that uh, we've talked before about we both feel insecure about our own talents, but 11 out of that many, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, put a lot, a lot of things into perspective. Because, like, um, so we walked into this theater, right? We were the first ones there. I sat right in the middle. Um, and there was this big formal intro, and then they showed uh, all the names on the screen, Whoa. and it was an intermission. My, my film was at the very, very end. So there's all these, like, applauses after each film, and then my film comes on, everyone goes silent, because it's like, oh, this one's animated. Uh -huh. and it, was, it was really cool to, like, 
you're in the theater and you're hearing everyone and this isn't the kind of theater you want people to shut up in you want to hear their opinions mm -hmm. and like laughing at the film and they clap and they're like oh it was cute and stuff and it was only a minute long though but it was really cool and then they got so it they really take it in they got they it on stage after so i had a mic and we were answering questions from the audience so that was cool as well what was like the greatest question you got from there? Did you get, did you get really interested question, interesting questions from that uh, panel? Uh, so there were, out of the 11 films, I think there were 13 filmmakers that went up on stage and there were like generic, like three questions asked from the audience for everyone to answer. Not everyone answered. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the questions were like, what were you inspired by? Uh, I couldn't think of anything. There was uh, some Smashing Pumpkin songs playing when everyone was walking in, so I just grabbed the mic and I'm like, "Oh, Smashing Pumpkin!" Um, <laughs> I'm like, "It works." Yeah. And then they asked, um, "Yeah, yeah." There were just two other questions. I don't really remember because everything was so surreal. Oh, I I imagine it. Because was that the first time you've ever done a, a film festival? Yeah. I've I've never been to a concert or seen live music or been to a film festival or anything. I've never put myself like I've I've performed at theaters in schools, but I've never done any of this on my own. So it's like still like a first for me. But oh, it's wow. definitely something I want to do it. I want to do again. Yeah, it's really nice. All right, it's Andy. Really I know you're. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. Welcome everybody. Awesome. Hello, hello. Hello. So Andy, I don't know if you know this or not, and I'm sure a lot of our our uh, audience members don't know, but I actually have been a very uh, amazing fan and uh, a correspondent, so to speak, uh, with our guest April tonight since back like in 2019, I think. Like I, we first connected with some of those, I think again, with yeah. the Not born in April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, we got together because of those uh, those poetry challenges mm -hmm. that were around. And then you were right off the bat already like music bound and we're going to get into that. But so Andy, this is like such a great honor. I feel like we're all like three friends hanging out on a Friday night, getting ready for an open mic coming Word. up right after. <laughs> we got some music performance from April coming down here. But Andy, I just want to give you an opportunity to say hi and welcome. And if there was anything you already had uh, prepared that you wanted to ask April. No, no, well, I mean, yeah, I know, right? Like, never been to a concert, never been anywhere, and she just, she's in the film festival. That's the kind of guest we get, Andy. That's the kind of guest we get. Yeah, no, that's what's up. I think that's awesome that you were able to do that. So, I, I don't know if this question was already asked before I jumped in, but how did you come up with Electric Armchair? Like, how did you come up with the name? Uh, um, so it was originally my microsoft game account name uh i don't know if that's ah. right probably doesn't have any anything on it but uh, that was my video game account um but i got it because andy warhol has this uh electric chair thing so it's like you know his art mm. print art and it's just uh the electric chair and at the time i thought my stuff wasn't normal and i was trying to be a bit edgy i was like just getting out of my 20s and i thought the electric chair was a bit too in it screamed insanity but like i also uh was reading do androids dream of electric sheep at the time so i typed in electric sheep and they're like that one's taken so I, i'm sitting in an armchair so i'm like electric armchair and that worked and i wanted something that 
that's awesome or masculine for the first year i like totally obscured my identity you didn't know if i was man or female most guys just said hey dude and stuff until i revealed but yeah i think that's the gist of it no that's cool um so describe to us your so your style of music like what's the process of that and what um not what's inspiration, but what, what, explain to us what that genre is, the, of the music that you do. I don't, I don't know if I've quite figured that out yet. Um, I hear a lot of people define my work as shoegaze, but I don't really um, connect with that ambient wall of noise. I listen to a lot of Queens of the Stone Age, but they mm. just do a lot of stuff. Mm. And my voice is a little too, like, I, I'm, I don't, I don't I'm not grungy. It's, it doesn't come off that way. Um, mm. Also, like, I know a lot of people don't like their own voice. So if you were to, like, record your voice and you put effects on it, it sounds a bit different to you. And it's something that you could work with. So I've also been, like, like I'll argue if a song should be played with electric guitar or piano. And I've just decided to incorporate all of that. But I think, like, what electric armchair stands for with music in 2020, I realized that I wrote my 100th song and I had a bit of a meltdown because I hadn't shared any of them at all. And so I made this thing where I'm going to write down every single fault that I think that I have. And that's <laughs> going to be with music. So like, like, if I was like super corny with the lyrics, that's, that's what I'm going to be for now on. And I do this weird thing where I just kind of like wail with the music, like Queens of the Stone Age or Tom York does from Radiohead. I was like, oh, I oh, guess I'll just do okay. that. On. Or uh, I like doing things really fast. Uh, sure, sure, let's let's go with it. And I wrote down every single insecurity I had, and I went with it. Okay. Um, cause I noticed I, I was watching your videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I noticed you have an interesting way of doing your music videos. Walk me through the music video process of that. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it was. It was 2020 when I was working on trying to make my art move, make like little gifts and stuff. And I don't really know how it happened. Because um, I've always been working on uh, like little flip books and 2D animation. And I I kept trying CGI and stuff and it didn't work. Um, there's something called chroma key and key keyframing like chroma key means that you could like take the color green and take it out of every photo and that's why people have a green screen behind them i don't have a green screen so a lot of my videos just trying to make up for the indie quality of like not having a good camera okay like if i, if I need a spaceship i could draw it or i could sculpt it out of 3d animation but not the whole video has to be like that or i'd never get it finished like a okay okay like multimedia nah, and and how long does it take to do let's say one video let's say like how long would that take probably two days um but okay sometimes it i don't usually go with an idea sometimes i have my husband alan w mclean giving him a shout out at haiku prajna um he's a writer but he storyboards some of my stuff when i have trouble um in one video, there's probably about 200 videos that go into it. 
Okay. Okay. What so, about the um, and, yeah. yeah, you just um, posted one. You just posted sorry? a. I'm sorry. I just uh, everybody. You just posted a, a video just a couple of days, like a music video. Was it yeah. today or yesterday? I can walk you through that. That's exactly what I would love for you to do. That's okay. exactly why so, I messed up my words, but you got it. I have a long-winded way of speaking, so forgive me. <laughs> um, so no, hey, it's song, your play. It's it's your time to shine. So that song was called Goblin. It's uh, the intro song to my seventh album, After Party. Um, I wrote down a storyline where go goblins are supposed to be these ugly little thief shape-shifting creatures. And I'm like, well, you guys don't know that. He's pretty cute. He could be cute. Originally, he wasn't supposed to be. He was very scary. He went through eight renditions until he looked like some Pokemon character because it was the simplest to replicate throughout the whole video. Um, I wrote down the storyline, I storyboarded it with sh simple shapes, and then I figured out how many um, like characters I needed to build, like a tree. I needed to draw some trees, I made eight of them, and then I doubled that to make a forest. I needed to draw a path, and I needed to draw a goblin that could move in three different ways. It has a present that's, like, okay, so you can draw a character, and then you can, um, make everything in solitude uh words i don't know like 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 you could draw the goblin's face separately than than his present and and his feet afterwards you could draw them separately and then you make his foot move or his arm or something i can't hear you right now you're, you're muted sorry I, it's, it's back from when i taught during covid i always muted myself and i always forgot one but I'm saying it's like illustrate like the um, animator panels, like the layers. I knew exactly what you were saying from your hand gestures. Yeah. Remember, we're playing charades. You got it. I explained it completely well. Like, yeah, so either you can, I got it. Wow. That's so cool. Like, so that's what you were saying with the concept with the goblin. So continue before. Yeah. And the then whole you, construct every, you construct every scene individually, and then you can stitch all the scenes together afterwards. And I think that's the whole video. Okay. And then, and then you okay. have like you have like a week or two weeks or a month or a year to to just construct the song, right? <laughs> it probably takes like it could take a day to construct the initial idea of a song, but it could take a year to try to put it into a form that you want people to listen to over and over again. So I remember um, when you joined the open mic, you did say that you had a process of how the song, you said it was a poem and then it becomes a song. But um, I guess my question is like, when you create the actual music, it starts off as like from one instrument and then you combine the instruments later. Like how, how does that work? It really depends. Um, like if I wanted to create a song that sounded like Nine Inch Nails, um, I could start from the drums and right away, I could put vocals on it if I if I were to like hear some words or something or if I feel something out if not I just keep putting instruments on until something's uh, apparent if it's not it'll sit in my folders for like a year until I come up with vocals or release it instrumentally a lot of the time on trains okay. and buses I'll come up with a song and I'll come up with lyrics without instrumentals so it can be done the process could be done in reverse and then also okay. So if I'm not home and I've constructed a whole song, I can reuse vocals and snip them up 
like samples or play them backwards or something to create a new piece. And that's where like the really weird abstract things come from just because I'm bored. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, will we will we hear some music tonight? I guess is my next question. I didn't plan anything, but I could sing something. This sounds good. I think it's great. When, when when should that be? Like now? Oh, my never, I guess. I mean, that's you know, I guess that's kind of my fault too. Cause I think I should have hit you up beforehand, but that's my fault though. I'm sorry, no, April. No. Not born in April, of course. Uh, if you would have hit me up beforehand. I pro I could have gotten a singer, uh guitar ready, but I I could always bring up vocals. I got like a new song called uh, "Pleasure Pain." Oh, that sounds like a one we would all like to hear. Let's me get the lyrics up because I uh, lyrics. So again, anybody that's just joining us, we're talking with April at Electric Armchair, and she is just a multifaceted Renaissance human. She writes, which turns into songs, which turns into music videos, which turns into animations, turns into books, and she has the, did an animation. It was in a film festival. She's incredible. Um, Andy, I don't know. I mean, that's so incredible, all the things that, uh, you know, April can do. I, I just don't think I'm able to do all of that. And she just... No, man, uh, I can't. No, I know I couldn't be able to. It's not, I mean, people, may, it, it, it looks like it's easy to create music, but it really is not easy to create music. I remember when um, we had Brandon White, he talked about the processes of um, creating music. You know, everybody has a different process, but at the end of the day, it's not an easy one, if that makes sense, because coming up with a song, coming up with a riff, coming up with something that syncs together and all that stuff. And then I, I noticed the one thing that a lot of musicians have in common, I noticed, is um, how do we maintain the human element behind the music, if that makes sense, right? Because even though we use, you know, like, like what April was saying about using certain elements you know, into creating her beats and stuff like that, but there's still that human element. And I think that that's the main thing there, that you still maintain the human element behind the music. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm Now I'm just rambling on. I'm sorry. No, if I sound like crap, I, I apologize, guys. I've just been a little bit under the weather these last couple of days, so if my voice sounds weird. I apologize. Let me just say that... that um. When I started Electric Armchair in 2016, I had this little disclosure that said, I may be sharing original songs, but probably just covers. And then I bought a recording studio just for poetry readings. I didn't Ooh. expect to be used. Like, that's what I use now for music. But it was only for poetry readings. And then, like, for years, I would play with an unplugged guitar because I wasn't confident enough. And I think in my third third year of guitar people were asking me if I had been playing for six years and that's when I decided to take it a little more seriously because I didn't think that like I thought it was an unattainable thing like like I could never do that or something it's just kind of a mindset you have to get into um walk me through that mindset though like was it um I don't want to ask if it was easy rather what was the process that's getting into the mindset that you're in now? Like, was it a difficult one? Yes, no, if so, what was the process behind that difficulty to get to where it is today? 
I've probably always been trying to get there because I've always like performed in theaters, uh, singing and stuff. I've just never performed instruments. Uh, I was always given the solo because, uh, like, I was an alto, so I, I, I had a low voice, but then mm -hmm. I sang high in the sopranos, or I could reach, like, the Elton John notes or something, so they'd, they'd give me a solo because I wasn't a soprano. Um, Happy to but be I think too, April. <laughs> like, I was one of your alto, one of your soprano. Which one is it? You know? I feel like, I feel like I think it's because I tried out with the wrong song. I would sing Avril Lavigne, and they'd be like, okay, you're an alto. Um, I think, I, honestly, it was in 2020 when I wrote down all of my thoughts, all of my um, faults, and I, I just decided to own it. I love it. Mm, okay. You are a very multifaceted, multi-raged. I'll, I'll get, use my thesaurus to come up with even better words to just talk about how talented you are. So we're about to hear it right now, everybody. Um, oh, yeah. Pleasure, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. the name? I have the instrumentals uh, with the vocals cut off, so it's like karaoke. Perfect. Oh, oh, there yeah. we go. It might sound like, like it's, it, it'll sound deeper if you listened to the actual song, because this song's coming out of my shitty laptop speakers. So, so. It's okay. I talked for like 20 minutes on mute. <laughs> we're, we're, it's all right. Can you hear that? Yeah. There's a pleasure in feeling some pain Gotta get wet if you want to feel the rain Some comfort in knowing you're alive again Sometimes I want to run up a hurricane There's a pleasure in feeling some pain I'm not the same me as yesterday But I am still me more than ever was I do me just as I can because Who's gonna be me better than me? I try so hard but I still can't please Well, you'll never get far if you base your success on popular opinion and expressions of distress. remix part but I removed some of the remix part so it's just empty like to stitch go break a leg no pain no gain if you crave the gain go find your own plate claim a piece of the cake make your own damn lake and ride the waves I'd rather dig my own grave than live a life that I didn't make. When they raise the stakes, I'll light the way. Make a torchlight ray on the path I paved. Life is a stage, go break a leg. No pain, no game. If you crave the game, go find your own plate. Claim a piece of the cake. Make your own damn lake and ride the waves. I'd rather dig my own grave than live a life that I didn't make. When they raise the stakes, I'll light the way. Make a torchlight ray on the path I paved. So the rest of the song is just a remix. So that's like the gist of it. 
<clears throat> That's incredible. That oh is, gosh. yeah. And again, to, uh, to come in cold like that, I, I know you were playing around with some stuff potentially, but like to come in cold like that and just kill it. Oh my God, April, thank you so much for just Word. starting it off right this Friday, this last Friday in April, April. This last Friday in April, April. Yes. Burning it down. Not born tonight. in April. Burning it, really it down uh, we're getting some real good feedback um, in the chat about how great it was too. Again, you're like, oh, everybody's nervous. Like, oh, I'm playing for my speaker. I don't. I'm not with a Friday. But you just killed it. I loved it. Um, uh, you just speak briefly on that um, pleasure pain. But can you talk more about that piece specifically? Where is it going to go from here, or or what are you going to do with this? Um. So we. My husband and I filmed the music video for Pleasure Pain in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be this water park, and then we went there, and there was absolutely nothing there. It was just a big um, field. But, but I do hope to play this song live. I don't know if I'll go on. Like, like I could construct this song from the start. Like, if, if I knew this was, if I, if I knew I was going to be playing it, I would have put down the, the drum beat on the synth. I have a synth thing. Um, put down the drum beat and then um you do this all the synth layers and you can have them playing at the same time and then i would perform the vocals but if i chickened out i have the karaoke version that i could do to like how i did to you guys but hold on a second because i'm not gonna say what the song is yeah i have it written down don't you love this guest Andy? Oh. i love it like look yeah Incredible. Uh, you know what's funny? I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna refer to her as April, not born in April. <laughs> in the last week of April, like that's always gonna be the thing. Now that should be a shirt. That's like shirt ideas right there. I thought it was in this book, but it's not. So I just have a book here, but it's not in the book. So my bad. Um, pleasure pain is about, um, so a lot of people like they tell me that they want to get to the point where like they could play instruments or they could perform and I tell other people that I want to perform who I see perform and they they say like well obviously you're never going to know until you try mm -hmm. and I'm like well I guess there's a lot of there's some pleasure in feeling some pain then and I was just trying to work that little line out like an essay like I just tried to keep building upon it my gosh mm, wow okay. what i i just love that concept of the pleasure pain again it's you it hurts to change it hurts to try because it's scary it's hurts yeah change is hard yeah change is not easy but yeah something i feel like depending on the situation it can hurt to change that. if that makes sense makes i'm glad you said that it, it makes it more gratifying though right so so there's yeah. the pleasure part of it and then there's also, like, something, like, I don't feel a lot of pain. I've been in the hospital for appendicitis when I was, like, in grade five, and I was there for a month, and they didn't know what was wrong because I didn't feel any pain. Um, I, I've broken my leg, and I walked home on it. I don't really feel any of that. So that's also wow. to do with the song. Wow. Wow. Could you speak okay. on that a little bit? When I do feel pain, I hold on to it. I'm like, this is a feeling. And I'm like, wow. I can write about this. And it's like, this is good. So that's... So you use that as an inspiration, yeah. is what you're saying. Wow. 
Oh, I, I never, I never saw it from that perspective before. We, That's interesting. Can we talk about that though? Like, how young were you when you realized that maybe this is something that's not a sensation I feel like traditionally? I don't, or I don't know. I think I, I just have a lot of willpower. I don't pay attention to certain things. I just push mm -hmm. through. I've just kind of always been that way. Mm -hmm. I. I feel like that, uh, I know that I feel like I have a very high pain threshold, but I, I definitely haven't walked home on a broken leg feeling that level of intense pain. But um, I've had two children and one was pretty quick where there was almost no epidural. I pretty much felt that. But again, I, 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 I didn't scream out in pain or anything like that. So wow, like your ability to focus on something else and not feel it, that's pretty incredible. Well and, and, then, and I know Andy brought that up as an inspiration for you too, some of your writing. Yeah, well, whenever I've been to the hospital and stuff, they've always had a hard time figuring out what was wrong because I don't feel those symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I also have, like, they'll be like, your skin is so baby soft, we can't actually um, sew through it. We're just going to tape you up. And oh. so that's fun too. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That is wow. That's that's freaking awesome. That is awesome. Um uh I had a question and I forgot. I hate when it happens. I'm so sorry. You'll remember when we're not around. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's only the more I think about it, the more I'm, it's not gonna come back to me. Uh, um, April, um Angela, I'm quick. April, not now, but while we're talking, think of if there's any other pieces that you can um, perform on the drop of a dime that you have another, like, maybe track. You don't have to do it this second because I have a question for you. I uh, want to shift gears just a little bit because you held up this book. I don't know if people out there know the talent that we have, just your artistry in general and your creative mind. So I really would love for you to talk about um, your, your actual illustrations, your thought processes. And then also another, can we talk about another one of your amazing pieces? Because your levels of um, intricacy, like last week, I was blown away by your first piece about the uh, the virus in the jar and the, and the android or the person in the factory falling for each other. Like, I want to hear another one of those crazy, awesome pieces. So again, two things I asked you, illustrations, and then tell me another one of your amazing, complex worlds that you have created. Okay. Um... So I made this book. It's not out yet because I have to increase the margins by 0 0.0125 millimeters. It's stupid. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> 0, 0.0. It's, it's so dumb. But I didn't follow. I was supposed to follow a template, and I didn't follow a template. So I was almost there. It's 108 pages. Um, I'm working on, like, uh, better books because this one's full of a lot of digital art that I did kind of quickly for the book, because all of the other art that I have, I have this vision for. So I want to take a bit more time on it. Oh, good. But there, there's the goblin right there. Yeah, so every, every one of these pieces, there seems to be an illustrative connected point, a component for us. So the people who are watching can get that sense too. It's pretty incredible. Again, I, I've been a fan and a, for such a long time. And look at, so look, every, Andy, you, you, you got to see all these crazy, amazing, con, like, look at this incredible artistry. It's very, so um, and, illustrated. Um, there's tradition.
traditional illustrations, but then there's digital illustrations, just so mm -hmm. it doesn't take away from the um, lyric book. Doing it the second time, I would make the font a lot smaller. This is something that somebody mm -hmm. with that somebody with big that needs big font can read Dark very stuff. easily. <laughs> oh, that's cool. There's also like uh, photos from like behind the scenes. So like whatever park we decided to film the music video at, we we have all the photos. And here we went to Niagara Falls to film one of the video. We didn't go there to film the video. We went there for my birthday, but we ended up filming a video the entire time we were there. We had this like storyline to complete and everything. And that's just how we treat trips now. We have this mm -hmm. uh, video that we're going to shoot and it may be cringy. Like we have our phone, but like it's like we can review it later on. We could retake the trip, you know? Mm -hmm. That's oh my gosh, way to make a memory twofold. You get to keep it with your personal behind the scenes, like you say, and then you also have the finished product to also bring those memories back. It also can And I was actually, yeah. No, but like the book, how long did it take you to, to, do, to do all that? To do the book? Yeah, the entire thing. So it probably took a week to write all the lyrics the previous year for the book, but it took me three months straight to make the book. Now, is that, did you start that by hand first and then print, or, or was all that done through computer, like, like as far as the drawings? There are about 13 drawings that were done by hand in the video. The rest of the drawings were done digitally, but I use a drawing tablet and a mm -hmm. pressure sensor stylus, so it kind of mimics doing it by hand. I mm, think that okay. I was able to do the book because every single page, I would commit to my computer digitally, and then I would be able to number each page. I didn't, I had them all in order. I had like 60 pages out of order, and then I ordered it, and by the time I was done, I had 100 pages. And then you have extra pages like copyright and stuff that completed the book. I, okay, okay. I have forever, though, and... Like, I, I've been trying to make a book since 2016, and every single year I've had this resolution, and I never completed it, you know, so. But it looks like you're so close. You're just point zero, zero point zero zero two point millimeters away. You know, you're, you're so close. Too close. You're so close. You're so close. You couldn't be any closer than that. Um, I would love to know um, what software or um, you said you use a digital tablet. Is there a specific software that you like to use that's that works well with you or for a newbie or anybody like that that's ever wanted to dabble in um, digital art like that? Yeah, I could save you guys a lot of time mm -hmm. because I've tried out like all art. I've tried out like all art programs. I've thrown all of my Google points money at them so that I didn't have yeah. to pay and some of them were good. Um, Autodesk Sketchbook is a free program. You can download it on your computer. You can download the app on your phone. I used it on my phone for three years with uh, an Android stylus and did oh, most wow. of the ones on there until I decided that it would be much easier to use like bigger tools. Mm, okay. But yeah, Sketchbook is, uh, is the art program that I would recommend. The 3D animation program I use is called Blender, which is also free. There have been movies and video games made with Blender, like hardcore. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, right. I feel like we're getting some real legit, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to curse here, real legit shit here, guys. Like, we're getting some real 
hardcore graphic design knowledge and know-how. Because again, two free programs for people to like dick around with and play with. And then, oh my gosh, you can make video games too. That's and you said Blender. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. You're too advanced for me because um, I, I just know the basic stuff. Honestly, I just know basics of basics, like the bare minimum. This is like very advanced. Like this is so, this is so cool. I can't do a lot for a video game. I could sculpt the whole world. I can make the camera move. I can make things change different colors. I can create goals, but I cannot make a character move yet. So I'm working on. Ah, okay. Um, is next, it like the Sims? Next time. Ooh, is it? Sorry. Is it like uh, what are you saying? Is moving the characters around would be close to Sim, like the Sims video game? Yeah, I think that's that's what you need to be able to insert yourself into a video game properly, like just the mechanics of. Like I I don't know the mechanics yet, so this is my gray area. I can't really talk about this because I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well, but but for everything else though. though, yeah, I was gonna ask because I know that's a that takes a long time to create a video game for sure. Um, how much? hours of coding does that take to do all that because that is crazy like what you're saying is pretty interesting it's very interesting um i'm not sure i do it for fun so it could take like eight hours just to learn what i'm supposed to do and then try to figure out how to do it realistically um but also like even when you're sculpting a world afterwards you got to go in and tell the computer what the 3d map looks like and okay it, you also have to do some like topography, like like which areas are furthest from the camera and closer. Like it's automatically gonna pick that up, but it'll look so much better if you code it. And it takes takes like four hours to render three minutes of wow. animation. So there's like if I worked on if I have like an hour, it's gonna take like days on my computer. Mm. Okay. Now, is your, is your computer like a basic computer or advanced computer? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, I know it's probably, it's probably like a dumb question to ask, but just out of curiosity, because I know sometimes certain programs need a certain amount of memory or a certain amount of power in order for you to perform these things, no? It's just this little laptop. Uh, it's a notebook laptop. It's okay. It's just this little guy right here. He's called an elite book. He's not very good at anything but he's gotten me pretty far he the program closes down all the time because i i overload it with things but it's besides that it's never caused me any problem you know what's funny when i first started doing the podcasting um the very first time i used a chromebook that's how i actually started this whole thing i would use a chromebook an aux wire and then my phone, because back then you couldn't save the lives, so you had to, I had to play it over again within 24 hours and actually, like use it as if it was a microphone and let it record onto the Chromebook. Now the Chromebook doesn't have an, uh, uh, it has a headphone jack, but it doesn't have the microphone, so I had to get a USB that had yeah. both in order for me to do it like that back in the day. And then later on, I used a Dell desktop, and then now I'm using like a very advanced computer computer um oh my god like a a vast computer using obs and all this extra stuff yeah. but i just recently learned about obs and stuff yeah, like that but it's pretty interesting how but it's interesting how i look back now like wait this all started from a chromebook like this is what i used to do i used to use this 
cheap Chromebooks, like $60 Chromebook, and I was able to make things work, which is interesting. So, I mean, sometimes that's, that's how people start. Um, I don't know if people know this, but Daft Punk, the band, um, or the band music people, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, but... Um, they're a duo. They're... Yeah, the du so their, I don't know if it's their second or third album, they did it on an iPad, that whole album. Yeah, I did my first, I know, I, I used that as a reference when I did my first album on the phone. I downloaded a little, mm. a little music program to help me place all of my audios and, and mix them and produce them, and I created the Electric Gradient album. I had plugged in my guitar into the phone using a phone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely believe that. That's awesome. You know, it's crazy too, because my brother, he used to rap back in the days, so he couldn't get a studio. So he used to, he used to use this program called Fruity Loops. Oh, and yeah. it's like this music. Pro yeah. And he would make these beats. And that's how he used to make his music, him and his band. <laughs> Yo, Fruity Loops has been around for, oh, God, I'm going to say since I was in junior high school, I think. Like, that's how old that program is. Oh, shit. I think some people still use that. I don't use it, but I used it when I was in high school, when I was trying to, to do the music that I can't, that I, that I do now that I couldn't do then. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just Word. also say that if you want to publish a book, you could do it on Amazon Kindle, which is also free. And if you want to make okay. music, you can get the free program Cakewalk by Sonar Band Lab. It's all the same thing, but it's that's also free. So like, I don't pay for anything of any of this, at least. Yeah, no, like everything I do, I don't really pay for. So that's why if you see like a re-uploaded video, you'll see like a little logo watermark thing or something. But I'm like, hey, listen, it is what it is. I refuse to pay for anything if I don't need to. Like, I'm the same way. It's, um, it, me, yeah. It's, it's cool that you that you did the, that you learned OBS because I just had to wrap my head around that as well. And I don't have a good enough computer for that or else I would be going live on like Twitch or something. But I right. want the audio so no so with obs even if right like when i used to do the pre when i did okay so the first two the first three episodes of season four um i didn't have my current computer at first i had um i had my dell desktop which was like the bare minimum thing so with obs you it won't let you do video on a computer like that, but you could do audio, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could only do audio. So even, because you could try to do the video, but then it's going to slow your computer down because it's not enough power. But the audio is never an issue because that's what I did. The first three episodes was OBS on my old desktop, and I and I was only able to do audio okay, on that. Okay, I could just go on with audio until, I could fake it until I make it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you want after this, um, sometime next week, if you like, I could show you. I could show you some things as well. Cause I ended up showing another poet. She wants to do a podcast, so I was showing her what I used to do. I mean, what I have done, different methods I used to do these podcast things. So I, I could definitely do something with you as well. That's you know, to teach you some things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who's just joining us, quick, um, this is um part one and part. Well, this is um, the first hour of this live, which is um interview with Electric Armchair from April. Not born in April, but live on the last week of April. Um, and, of course, later on at 10 o'clock would be the actual open mic slash poetry. 
But for those who just um joining us right now, welcome. Thank you for coming in. And um, if you guys have any questions you want to ask or anything like that, uh, you're more than welcome to ask questions and stuff like that. And we could definitely read them out loud. Um, yeah. So a Angela, what's up? Well, I'm just taken aback by all of this amazing tech talk because I've always been interested in how people are doing these great graphic animations. And uh, I, I, I might be checking out some of these free tips that April just gave us. But um, April, your sheer volume of work, like how many, you mentioned last time when you were um, on our open mic, how many songs do you say that you write in a year? So last year, I wrote 240 songs, but since 2016, I've been writing 100 songs a year on average. I don't know how that happens. I think it just evolves from the fact that I used to do daily poetry, and now instead of writing a poem a day, I'll write verses of a song. So I'll get a song done every other day. Wow. And, yeah. It, it's how do you usually, write them? How do I write them? Like, what's your process? Do you hear the... Are you hearing kind of the beats in your head first or is the lyrics kind of what, what drives it? What drives it? I get all of that. Sometimes like, like you could have one of those sour thoughts where you just, you get a line that repeats in your head and I'll try to Google it to make sure that it doesn't exist. Paul McCartney does that. He'll wake up, he'll write a song and he'll be like, oh no, I just ripped off someone's song. That's the, I've heard that before. So you have to make sure. But also like, like sometimes I will just get a beat, like you just get a little drum beat and you want to like put some words to it or it's like you hear a nine inch nails song and you kind of want to rip it off but you don't rip it off you kind of take the essence out of it you write down what the song means to you and then construct a new song or it's like I want to write a story and I have no time for that so I'm going to make the story into a song so there's all mm. these different Got you, got you. It's interesting too, though, because um, I was re I was watching this interview with Dave Grohl and Pharrell, and he and then Pharrell was like praising Dave Grohl. He's like, oh, he's such a good drummer, and he and Dave Grohl's like, oh, stop calling me a good drummer, dude. I rip off Gap bands. That's how he learned. If you hear Nirvana's um, smells like Teen Spirit, that do -do 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 -do, like if you really listen to it, it's it's very close to a Gap band how they play music, and I'm just like. Like, I, I'm watching this interview, and I'm like, that just blew my mind. I'm like, really, bro? Like, really, this whole time? Like, it's pretty interesting, like you said. Like, you don't rip it up, but rather you you, you take from it to make your own thing. So I think that's pretty cool. And like you were saying that that's what it reminded me of, of that interview I was watching. Well, what reminded you of that reminded me of, um, you know, hopefully you guys know the band Gorillaz. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. So their, of course. Main, their main song Clint Eastwood they asked Damon Albarn how did you write Clint Eastwood and he's like oh I didn't my my piano comes with it so we put on the demo song and then he started the oh my god that's wow I'm telling you you're mind blown wow it's interesting how some like when you get behind the music of things and then you realize oh wow it's like that like it's so cool i love backstories and stuff like that um yeah got another, wow got another cool uh, backstory uh that you could share with our fans out there I, I have a song. do you guys want another oh. song yes yes yeah please for 
for those who's just joining us again thank you guys for coming through as we're having our interview for the first hour with um electric armchair april not born in april and um yeah so she's gonna perform another piece right now so um again guys uh thank you for joining and um thank you for being with us april um this is so cool like i just i'm just flabbergasted by everything it's amazing thank what about you thank you as well angela of course so this song's called faraway plains i had the instrumentals outside i was sitting on the porch and there were so many airplanes going by like probably about three and five minutes that i couldn't hear anything so the song's basically just me complaining about that oh my gosh good i'm glad you explained it because i didn't want to put the wrong plane in the in the chat <laughs> There's a bit of an intro. Awesome, though. Each day. 
day like it's the last. Where the main hole, you ever look around so throated at the pool as I call on my phone. There's a little rose flutter face seeing in the sky. I can hear the planes far away flying each night. When the rose with the storms with the rain and the clouds gotta turn us up when the planes fly so loud. So who are we to place blame? I'm the fool now sitting here watching artificial wings from the ground. I can hear the track with the sound of a nearby plane as it breaks down. Think too hard about it, run around, run around in circles till you drive it to the ground. What now? Astonishing how we use things, but the way it's done is hard to change. Those artificial wings are scaring me. It has this weird ending, just kind of trails off. Wow. Oh my god. That, I, it was really a pop and throw right for me, right at that last uh, frame there. Oh my god. That I felt some kind of tribal vibe to it. It's really cool. It's like, they, oh my God, I don't know what that kind of music is called, but I saw like, if I could just imagine, I see somebody dancing to this like, oh my God, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a type of music that people dance to. It's like, I don't want to say belly dancing, but it's more like a... Oh man, I, I you know what I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I did get some kind of tribalish, dancey vibe to it. It's pretty awesome. That's 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 how that spoke to me. I don't know. That's just how I got from it. But I love it. I love it. I do get I do, I get the word sometimes like tribal, or some people be like it sounds native, and they'll send me like the native native dances or Middle there East. There we go. I yes. Canada around Toronto, we are very like multicultural. So I don't know if that okay. comes out in the music. <laughs> just for the lyrics there, I just kind of sing like the three verses in the chorus, and then for the second half of the song, I sang the same thing twice. So it's. Someone said Oriental? Question mark. I get that as well. Um, I use those black keys on the piano. I think it's, um, I think it's the. The uh, the chords. The I use a lot of minor notes. There's there's some I don't know if you guys know lingo. There's dissonance notes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It depends on what scale you're using. Most of the time, you guys would hear like the chromatic or the pentatonic mm -hmm. scale, like half mm -hmm. music, and then you have minor scales. Ma yeah, major. I know major, minor. Yeah, and there's I've like all for a while. Scales. There's all these other scales, and I do tend to use like what I would find the cooler scales. Yeah, so like those kind of minor, minoring, all that stuff, you know. I, I also really felt kind of that anxiety that you were expressing as you were talking about the origin of the piece, how it was just, oh my God, all these planes are flying by. I've definitely got that like, you know, like that like anxiety really like, what's going on? You know, kind of a oh, sense there. Okay, that's what I thought about. Um, um. Shakira back in the day, I, I mean, it's more Spanish, but like before she started doing, like she always did rock, but she has a song um, in Spanish. I, um, I don't know how to say it, but in English, it means eyes like these. That's what it's called, but in Spanish, in Spanish. And it has a similar beat of that. You know what, when I get, when we end, when we finish this live thing, I'm going to send it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. But that's what I thought of just now as you, uh, early yeah, I, I, yeah. Earlier in the year, there was this little trumpet beat that I had stuck in my head. And my husband and I were trying, like, for hours to figure out what song it was from. And I thought it was from some hip-hop song. And then Alan, my, my, my husband goes, like, um, 
it's from a pop song, and there's only one pop song I listen to. I'm like, it's Shakira. We put on the song. Dun 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 dun. It's the whole yeah. song. So, yeah. So there is wow. some inspiration there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love you. You just take different. That's why I like I like your genre of music in a way because you could take so many elements and turn it into your own, and it fits. Because you can't do that with every type of music, but with your type of music, you could actually do that, which I think is so admiring about your 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 genre of music. Um, what genre do you consider yourself overall? Like, if you could pick one category, what would you it's consider yourself? It's indescribable, Andy, because Robert uh, she mentioned shoegaze, but uh, she talked about her being almost like a grungy, almost Queens of the Stone Age inspiration. So, I don't know. Are you in indistinct? Are you are you your own? wave uh, i'd like to be but i think it's always something in psychedelic i i usually with spotify like when i you guys you do po podcasts you know that you have to like go through and do a distribution thing probably. right you have to go through that and i have to categorize my music somehow so i usually just put it under electronic down tempo mm. which is probably not mm. genre but that's what i've been doing <laughs> for the past two I years I can see also, a little bit of a connection there. Also, singer songwriter. That is a that is a legitimate category. Mm -hmm. But some of my mm -hmm. stuff doesn't have lyrics, so then it gets a little complicated. Mm, okay. I do like what you said. Like I like uh, I, I have a winter album, and the whole album is comprised of let's take uh, Joe Jordison's let's take uh, the drums from Slipknot and pair them with the voice from Radiohead with the guitar from I don't know let's say Weezer or Led Zeppelin and see what we get and so that whole album was comprised of just taking things mm. from people and it really helps you to be able to learn different techniques as well I do see Led Zeppelin that on dancing days for example like I, I can see that I can see that too or Beach Boys that's yeah. the total opposite but that's pretty experimental still the, the traditional opposite mashup you know like that kind of a mashup yeah what if i take this 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 and this and just put it all together and it's pretty freaking fantastic um we're about to end the first album album and uh album. I, I, I just an album this, this is like april's how many albums again have you had already constructed and put out there i have seven out there and i am almost finished my eighth album but i have like also 12 completed albums they're just not out yet so uh, yeah, you can. Oh wow! Okay. Albums out on all platforms, and then there's probably hundreds of other songs not in albums on YouTube. Mm. Okay. You okay. Awesome. My first songs, you'd have to like go searching on Tumblr or something Ooh. from like the old. Damn! You A said Tumblr. What? Do, do people still go on that? I don't know. Uh, I can't because. Because whenever I do, it says, oh, you don't have a good Wi-Fi connection. Try again later. So I, I use it. Oh, my God. Like, going to, I feel like going to Tumblr is like trying to go to MySpace. <laughs> I looked at it recently, and it was just like, okay, it's like Daily Motion and Yahoo had a baby. Like, it's very bad. Yeah, I don't recognize oh it anymore. Uh, they have chat rooms and stuff there now. It's weird. They have, like, yeah, it is. something. I don't know. Speak. 
Speaking of chat rooms and stuff and weird, um, we are going to be switching drivers right now because we're going to start heading over to the open mic. April, please stay on because we would love to have you come on again. I can stay with us and have, if you would like to hang out as like part of it. Um, Andy's going to be driving the car and um, we'd love to hear another piece if you have one coming in during the next hour if you got one. Yes. Um, and I know and um, so I, yeah. So before, okay, so before we switch drivers in the car, um, do you have any last thoughts? He's talking to you, April. Oh, I was trying to think. I just thought, thank you. Like, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, it was an honor and privilege. Still continuing us, but I know that we're concluding on that 